two pieces of advice I think would be, you know, work really closely with the customers and make sure you understand them. And the other thing is build networks in the investor world and, and take them the journey too. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Startup West. My name is Danelle Cross. And I'm Steve Elias. It's terrific to be here with you for the Startup West podcast, which is all about startups, entrepreneurs, and innovators who have been there and done it or are right here and doing it in sunny Western Australia. And as always, we would love to thank our sponsors who are Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. On this episode, we are very fortunate to talk with Tim Hyde, the co-founder and CEO of Swan Systems, a company firmly entrenched in the agri-tech, agribusiness space, which is dedicated to developing a web-based scalable product to facilitate the better management of water and nutrients. Hi, Tim, and welcome to Startup West. Fantastic to have you here. Thanks, Stephen. Great to be here. Can you tell us a bit about your business, Swan Systems, and the story of what led you to starting the business? So, Swan Systems is a West Australian business. We uh, were originally we were spun out from a, a consulting business that specialised in water and nutritional management with feed irrigators. And um, uh, early on, we decided that we had something that worked. It wasn't really scalable, so we. We look to sort of put it on the system on the cloud and much like zero bookkeeping is for businesses, we were sort of the same type of thing. So it wasn't news, a lot of the strategy, a lot of the science behind it, but it was getting data in and putting it all in one place and then looking at a, trying to be a higher level um, analytics platform for irrigators. And so what can you describe for us exactly what is the SWAN system? So SWAN system stands for scheduling water and nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got four main functions. So we we predict how much water uh, an irrigator needs to put on a, a crop or oval or park for the next coming seven days. We help manage their annual water usage mm-hmm. and we help manage nutrients and fertiliser. And we also use satellite imagery. Um, we get a daily picture of, a, say, an oval and or a, a grape field or farm and we can tell what's going on there with a daily satellite image. We can see if something's wrong or there's a broken sprinkler right. or there's irrigation issues. So we're, we're sort of more of a management platform for water, but mm-hmm. we also have got these other functions. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you briefly mentioned that you spun the company out of an existing business. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, how you set up in the first place and perhaps some of the initial issues in doing that? Um, yeah, we were consulting um, and we did a big mining project in the Pilbara um, for a mining company and we had other clients around Australia around the precision water and nutrient management and it just wasn't scalable. You know, it was thousands of spreadsheets collecting data and, and analysing the data and, and doing what we do now. Um, and so we, we, we knew we had something of value with in terms of what yields could be achieved, the water savings, the water efficiency. Um, so we wanted to you know, make it scalable. So we... Um, we embarked on looking around to find a software company to help us build that. And it, we picked up our um, consulting systems and put on the cloud. We thought it would take six months and it sort of took three years. So, <laughs> um, And then we've been commercial for three years since that. So we're six years old. Right. And Tim, you started that up. You you were responsible at the beginning for spinning that out into this, into Swan as it is now and, and you know, developing your initial partners, et cetera. Yeah, I'm one of I'm only a third of the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Um, so myself, Ivor Gaylard, and Rod Campbell were the three founders. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we picked up the consulting business and actually yeah, worked out we could make a, a software business out of it. 
And and we were talking just off air at the beginning, um, to talk about your team now. How big is your team now? Yeah, so we're 18 people yeah. um, in the team now across, and we work in seven countries, but we have people on the ground in, in the US and mm. in Australia now. In three years, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, Tim, in terms of the the funding capabilities, so the initial times of you know, the the need for injection of capital, whether it was yourself, the investors, or bootstrapping, family and friends, take us through that. Um, we did a seed round with family friends um, early on okay. um, when we worked out we had um, you know, had something that we mm. thought was um, quite commercial. We um, were um, successful in an AC grant with Charlie and Larry. Um, and that was that sort of got us through to a position where we um, had a yeah, minimal viable product for our customers. We got some major corporates on board, um, ran with them for a year or two, and then we did a pre-series round just last year, or this year, sorry, and um, that'll push us through to mid-next year and see how we go from there and look with a, with a view to doing a Series A round mid-next year. Mm. And can you just talk a little bit about your growth trajectory? Obviously, over the last three years, it's been pretty rapid. Can you talk us through that, the the things that have gone well and the things that have been a little bit tough in your in your growth of customers and yeah it, it um yeah it is hard ultimately startups you know creating something we think we can sell mm. um so getting our product market fit was yeah. um you know we that was important we work very closely with customers and we and we do a lot of support and we just really try and focus on them getting value out of our product and mm. we've only ever lost one customer and, and they probably weren't really suitable for our product um, so we're re- really happy with our, our churn. Mm. We um, really focus on them getting value out of it. And the city of Melbourne's on Swan, um, which is, you know, all the parks and gardens around the city of Melbourne. And then and we work with Treasury Wine Grape. So different businesses mm. have different requirements. Yeah. So just understanding those, you know, those businesses and what 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 they're really looking for in a water management platform is is is, is our focus. Yeah. Tim, um what was that light bulb moment for you and your co-founders to know that you you, you were onto something and you knew it was going to work? Um, I'm not quite sure we had that yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we just we've got 90 data partners and integrations, and that's the whole thing. Is you know the data piece is so confronting and so confusing for businesses now, and we really really want to pull that in. And, and we sort of say we're more SAP than app. Um, mm. yeah, we really, really want to pull those data pieces in and try and get try and get better qualified, more comprehensive sort of decisions and support out of the whole system by com- combining all that data rather than sort of those individual data pieces. Mm, I love that, more sap than that. Um, can you tell us a bit about some of the biggest difficulties or hurdles that you've had since you started Swan? Uh, I think the one of the largest difficulties we face, enterprise software, we're a new category, is is the sales cycle. So we'll, yeah. we'll often do, and one of our well, largest customers um, these days, we did one or two years of free pilots and then they had the ching moment and they realised that what we're doing, you know, they're our biggest customer in the world now. Mm. They're a multinational wine grape business. So the, it's a bit of a slower sales cycle um, partnering with them and and they might have a, an account that could be several hundred thousand dollars of potential value, but it might start with, you know, five or ten or twenty thousand yeah. dollar project. So it's just building that up and them having faith in us that our product's heading in the right direction and us having faith in them that, you know, they're going to stick with us. Yeah, yeah. And any current competitors on the scene, Tim? We, on our four sort of major functionalities, there's crossovers sometimes, but sure. no one's really brought them all in and, and 
mm. had the data partners like we do, like the 90 different integration partners, it's a little bit unique um, mm. right. and, and quite, you know, it, it took years to nurture those relationships and um, we're quite close to a lot of our data partners and it's just, yeah, we are a little bit unique and, yeah, and, and the complexities around having, you know, collectors from 90 different mm. hardware providers is, is a bit Huge. of a complex yeah. in its own right. Yeah, and even globally? There's nothing. Globally, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. not nothing really. No. Yeah, yeah. And um, highlight. It's always good to stop and sort of celebrate the success. What are the sort of your biggest highlight and success over the last few years? Uh, we won best ag tech business of the year for the Rabo Bank in 2020, mm-hmm. which was great. And and they introduced us to some. Um, we work with the second biggest sugar producer in Mexico. Okay. Um, and they've been great. Um, and um, yeah, it sort of. Gives you a bit of a confidence boost that you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. So um, that was probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Beauty. Yeah. And Tim, the the strategy and the direction or the plans for the next few years? So we're really focusing on um, on the California market at the moment or the West Coast in US. That's for us. It's about twenty times bigger than the Australian market. Wow. Um, so we've got four people on the ground over there now, and and just building a brand over there. We've actually had our first. Customer today, after sort of six months, yeah, that's the country. something to celebrate yeah. too. Congrats. Yeah, it's been great, but um, yeah, they've they've got a massive drought over there at the moment. Mm. They've got yeah. um, the social license issues. They've got wage increases. So it's um, our products really timed well for that market. And mm. It's sort of going through what Australia went through with the millennial drought in Australia, you know, fifteen years ago. It's a bit of the same thing and, um, you know, adversity breeds opportunity. And in our case, we really feel we've got a product that can help mm. them with those issues. Brilliant. Yeah, I love it. And how are you going at the moment as you're growing globally, um, recruiting, you know, team members globally and sort of working with a distributed workforce? How, how, do you, how, do you, how are you managing that, I guess, from here in East Perth? Yeah, we um, start our days early <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and do the US stuff. So we meet every morning and and, um, and yeah, we've got a great team over there. They're they're quite amazing, and we're really lucky to have them. And um, yeah, we're all very focused. We've got a fairly flat level of management in yeah. the business. We, um, you know, I sort of look after sales and marketing. I've all the other co-founder who's in the business full time looks after the product and the support. Mm-hmm. And then we've um, Rod, the other founder, sort of does the business side of things. So we 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 all do our bit and makes it a bit easier. Terrific. Brilliant. And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. All right, Tim, can we take you back through your career from, and we'll start at your schooling. So you were born over east, is that right? Yes, that's correct. I have um, was born and spent yeah, up until university in um, Mildura yep. in the Riverland over in Victoria. Yep. And where did you go to school? So I went to school locally mm-hmm. and then went to university in Adelaide. Yep. Okay. And what did you study? So I've got a uh, science degree in agriculture. In ag. Yep. Great. And your favourite subjects at school? Sounds like agriculture. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did do agriculture. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of everything really. I was, uh, yeah, a bit of everything. Did you feel like you had a bit of a entrepreneurial spirit at that point in time and then leadership? Yeah, I probably did. In I went growing table grapes early, out straight after university in the desert in Carnarvon, and I didn't really know what an entrepreneur was in those days. So I guess uh, I was always had a little bit of entrepreneurship. So you studied in Adelaide and then moved from Adelaide to Carnarvon. What? How did that happen? Yeah, I studied um, with a 
a friend who had a, a cattle station in, just south of Carnarvon and we ended up um, growing a table grape business there. Um, so I did that straight out of university for 12 years and then we bought some banana plantations in Carnarvon. So we, I shifted to Carnarvon and ended up spending sort of 25 years in the yeah, area. Wow. You would have been really young when you first started, Did you know, when you first started yeah, we farming were, really. Yeah, we and, were. We were yeah. 22 I think. Yeah. 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 Okay, so your first job was effectively around the, the banana scene and uh, leading to grapes as well, was that right? No, uh, we started with the grapes, grapes and, first. and then we bought the banana plantations. Okay. Mm. Awesome. And based on your sort of experience, I guess, in business from a very early age, what sort of advice would you give to people who are starting business right, right back when you're young, like you were, and now when you've got Swan? Um, don't take life so serious. Probably go and have a look around first and then, <laughs> then do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true, so true. And from your experiences to date, Tim, how is doing business in Perth different and compared to other mm. parts of the world and and obviously leading off into the international markets now as well? Yeah, I think it's all pretty similar. I mean, Perth has got its own issues with just the time difference between here in the US mm. and the yeah. West Coast. But we've we got told that American customers are different and um, you know, to different parts of the world. And but in reality, in our sector, the farmers, they're all the same. They're, you know, they um, very relationship-based um, sales, very um, focused on, you know, what, on the business case. Um, so we found it to be quite similar and, mm. and, and in a lot of ways a small world in terms of, you know, contacts and people mm. that know people from Australia and the US. That's fantastic. Yeah. And in terms of you explained earlier a bit about your fundraising journey, can you describe for us the local fundraising scene and the startup scene in WA? And how you found it? Have you immersed yourself? Have you sort of been operating on the sides? Yeah, um, we didn't really. I mean, we sort of started six and a half years ago. We yeah. didn't really um, know the startup scene then. We didn't really know we were a startup. I mean, I famously um, went to saw. We got a warm contact and went to see um, a contact at uh, the Square Peg Fund in Melbourne, and they asked my pitch deck. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't come from that space. Yeah. Um, so we had we're technical founders. Deep yep. domain knowledge, but we didn't really have any idea. So we didn't. We have done, um, you know, accelerators since, but they weren't really around six, seven years ago. No. And I would have known what they were anyway. So mm. yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that you admire as a startup or leader in in WA? There's lots of really innovative people in WA. Um, yeah, yeah. We do a lot with Larry Lopez. Larry's sure. been a great, great help. He's on our advisory board. He's um, very frank, and we like, yeah, that honest sort of on a sort of approach Larry has and uh, he's been a great help to the business. And any advice that you could give to um, local Perth startups that are listening today about um, building, starting, building, growing, you know, a, a global business from right here in Perth? Our two pieces of advice I think would be, you know, work really closely with your customers and mm. make sure you understand them, understand what their issues are and address them. And, and the other thing is, I think build networks in the investor net in the investor world and, and take them the journey too. I mean, we probably didn't do that well enough, where we really sort of had a, a group of investors we'd identified that invest in the sector and and take them along the journey with you. I think that's really important. You can't knock on someone's door and ask them for an investment when they don't know you. So it's just a part of that process. It's time consuming, but it's, it really makes a big difference. Mm. Yeah, that's certainly something that I've taken from your story is around how close your business is to your customers and, and the amount of time you spend, you know, understanding what they need to deliver the right 
you know, solution and outcome for them. I think that's a terrific message. Thank you. All right, should we do a rapid, quick fire round, Steve? We should, Steve? Yeah, we should, and uh, let's go bananas on it. Pardon the pun, Tim. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, Steve. <laughs> All right, you kick us off, Steve. Tim, what's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Understanding your customer. Mm. If you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being or wish away? It would be much – if there was more um, – more VC funds available in Perth, I think it would make it make it. There'd be a lot more successful startups. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Who do you most admire in the local tech scene, Tim? A company, a person? Um, there's there's quite a few companies that, sure. that have been really successful. I think, um, yeah, I yeah, I forget the name. Of the gaming one sounds like it's a pretty impressive business. Um, virtual gaming virtual world, virtual gaming yeah. world. So yeah, that'd yep. have to be one of the better ones. But I'm yep. not they're not too familiar with them. Yeah. How can anyone listening help you and help Swan? Um, I guess, yeah, we'd, if people have got an interest in investment, we're happy to speak to people and, and, and have a chat about what we're doing and what our plans are. We've got, we've got a pretty impressive sort of scaling plan in the next sort of five years. Mm. Um, or customers, potential customers, we'd yeah. love to speak to them if they've got any water issues. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, uh, building a company is obviously important, but more importantly is uh, the personal time. Um, what do you do to get away from it all, relax and refresh? Put um, it fairly active social life with some a good bunch of friends and uh, and a bit of boating and a bit of Rottnest Island um, activity occasionally. Awesome. Sounds great to me. Sounds like a really good balance. But thank you so much, Tim. We really sincerely wish you all the very best and every success with building Swan right here from Perth. We are sure there'll be many more really exciting things to come. We can't can't wait to follow your journey. We would also like to thank our sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. We recorded this podcast at Rift Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite pod platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Tim. It's been a great chat. Thanks, Tim. Best wishes. Thanks for having me.